first piece here, so a safer called Dimensions in Chumash, Rabbi Emanuel Bernstein. Rabbi Emanuel Bernstein is a Rebbe in Israel in a lot of different issues in seminaries. And he's um, came out in 2022. And he has um, really made a name for himself in the last few years, become well known. Don't know too much about him personally. Um, How did he make a name for himself? Anyway, he's become very well known. He has a lot of sermons that have come out recently. Very nice one. Um, so I'm not sure what, what, why all of a sudden every nervous thing. But, uh, okay, so. Um, we have this exposure that Yaakovino uh, calls his children in. Um, <clears throat> and the Pasuk says, So, he tells them, says, I'm going to tell you what's, what's going to happen. That's in Capitol Memtes, Pasuk Aleph. Then he says, He comes to Bishimu Bnei Yaakov, Bishimu Al-Yishol he watches in Ruvain Bechariato and then he starts the brachas. So the question over here is um, he starts off, Vyermer, hey, us to gather, I want to tell you what's going to happen in the future, the end of the end of days. So Rashi says, in Psachim, that Yaakov was ready to tell the children, his sons, when the Mashiach is going to come. The Bereshim took away his Ruch, his ruach HaKadosh and he gave them brachas instead. Which makes sense why um, the Pesach starts off he called, he said, he called out to them and he said, Hey Osu, gather together and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen by Yachim Yomim at the end of the days. He comes to Mashiach Ben Yaakov, gather together. He already said gather together. Why is he repeating himself? Gather together. And he says the brachas. So what's the double lashon? The first gathering together was aborted because Russian did not allow him to, to share that with them. He says, okay, but at least gather together. I want to tell you, I want to give you brachas. Okay? Uh, so that's, that's the flow of the psukim. So the more says, Rashi brings in the more, the more it's in psukim and Afman above. The Yaakov wished to tell the, 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 his sons the, the kates, the Bershom took away the Shekhinah from him, and he said other things. Um, as the Gemara continues over there, says that, so what happens? And we, we have to get into the story. So he started, so he said to himself, maybe the reason why the Shekhinah left me, and I can't give, tell them, tell them the, when the case is going to be. is because there's soul in them. The same way, not all of the children of Avraham were in the proper Madriga, not, not all the children of Yitzchak, but maybe one of my sons, or many, some of my sons, were not in the proper Madriga. So they said back, he's still referring to Yaakov. The same way that in your heart, you have you're totally committed to service of Hashem Baruch Hu, 
also in our hearts. Yaakov said back, Baruch Shem and Kromach So that's our source for the, the, the correct continuation of Shema Yisrael Shem Al-Kedro Shem Echon is Baruch Shem Kromach The more it says, so why, just the more it continues and says, so Moshe Benu did not put it in the, in the Torah, it's not in the Torah, it says Shema Yisrael goes, if I have to, but in the context of Yaakov, Yaakov said it as a response to Shema Yisrael. So therefore, we say it quietly. That's the, that's the, the Moore's exp, explanation why we say it, we say it quietly. Now, um, so, Yaakov only megalocates. We got that. Um, but, um, why was the replacement for that the brochus? Did he have two... We could argue that Yaakov had two plans in mind. He wanted to give his children brachas, and he wanted to tell them when the Mashiach is going to come. Well, that, that option didn't work. So let's go back to option B. Right, we plan to do anyway. Right? Well, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like this was that he wanted to tell them that. Since the version took the Shkinah, he started saying other things. It sounds like that the other things were said. Now that he can't can tell them the case, he'll give, give this instead. So that's the question. Um, so on the next page, so he raises the question. Um, um, so in the light of the above, it's interesting to consider the blessings Yaakov proceeded to disperse, dispense, for there appeared to be a kind of shift in topic given his original tension to discuss the redemption. So he wants to suggest the shot. I think it's a very nice shot. The shit is not as dressed as it seems. As numerous commentators explain, the blessing for each son pinpointed a unique characteristic of that son, which would, would in turn characterize the members of that shavit. This would identify the strength of that tribe, which would enable it to make a unique contribution to the success and destiny of the Jewish people. In other words, in the absence of the ability to reveal the end of days itself, whether it refers to the timing or the nature of how it will come about, and what will usher it in, Yaakov had said, turned his attention to the practical matter of how to bring it about. So he wants to make a fascinating suggestion that what happened is Yaakov was, was, can't tell them what the, how the story is going to end, either the, the timing of it or exactly what it's going to look like when it happens. But he could tell them how to get there. So the, the, the purpose of the brachas was to point out to each shavitz where their, their area of endeavor is, each one of the shvatim as an individual and as a progenitor of their, their shavit, what is their area of endeavor that they need to work on, which bring all those things together will be the vehicle to bring the achris ayam. That's what he wants to suggest. Um, okay. Then he asks the next question. Um, um, what is most fascinating to contemplate regarding this entire episode that we never ask the question, why was the minor presence removed from Yaakov? He thought the problem was that, ain't, that there's a psul of a mitosi. One of my children is not 
the way he's supposed to be. And the answer back to that's not true. Okay, so Yaakov planned to say this, planned to be Megal the case. It was removed from him. He had a theory why that was going to be the why that was true. It was not correct. Okay, so you're left with the question. <laughs> so why was it taken away, right? So um, the answer, very simply, is that it was not appropriate to reveal the date or nature of the final redemption to the Jewish people at the time when they were embarking on their exile. Part of the exile itself is not having a clear vision of matters pertaining to the redemption. Hence, any detailed discussion in the days was not appropriate at that time. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Part of the, the challenge of Golos is you don't know when it's going to end. So by having the Gilui from Yaakov Avinu when it's going to end, that would have in some way minimized the Golos. Good. So was Yaakov, why did Yaakov think, why, why did Yaakov think we should, he should reveal it then? When you say the Golos, you mean the Golos of the Ephraim Israel to entering Eretz Yisrael, or the Golos we're in now? Now. Uh, so, means the end of the day. End of the day. So he was going to tell them when, when the final Mashiach, the final time of Mashiach is going to come. And that was the plan. Um, so, um, Yaakov, wanted, Yaakov wanted, to, wanted to say this. So, like he didn't stop this point. Apparently he felt that there was something that even though you lose something in regards to the Golus, there's some advantage to knowing it besides that. Well, the simple advantage because, you know, at least you know when it's over. It's not so bad. But if that's going to minimize the Golus and the pressure that that was, that was incorrect, what was his thought? Um... So he suggests the following. Um, we know my son was Simon Lebanon. So, like the Ramban explains, that the purpose of Sefer Bereshis was it was a Sefer of creation, Sefer Yitzira, uh, which the creation was the physical creation, the establishment of society, and then the establishment of the history of Klai Yisrael through my son was Simon Lebanon. So, what the Abbas went through. Is going to be a, a roadmap what what Christ is going to, is going to go through. Um, we go through a, a, a gula. We eventually reach a gula. So, arguably, the Obas have everything but the gula in their in, in their lifetime. So, where's the myself a similar bunim for the gula part of it? So. Um, Um, we know that that the, all, the Golus Yaakov had to, had to go through this the whole parsha parsha of where he was in Golus with Lava. Um, as such, page two eighty three, we ask at what stage did he, he experience my service relating to redemption? So he suggests with the uh, medrash. There's a medrash here in this parsha. He says. So what's the loss of the Yaakov So the primary message of this week's parsha, we'll see rehearsed point, is Yaakovino's death. His final words and his death. It starts out with Vayechi Yaakov. Chayisor starts out with 
The, the parsha about Sarmedo dying is called Chaye Saru. The parsha of Yaakovino dying is called Vayichi Yaakov. That's an interesting point right there. But um, the Medrash picks up on Vayichi Yaakov, says, I'm sure, say, what, what? the Lush of Vayichi, there, there was an element of Chiyas, like the last week's parsha about the Chi Ruach Yaakov of Yim. That when the, they, he realized that Yosef was still alive, Yosef ben Yichai, he had a, his state of being reached a whole other plane of existence. Rashi says he got Ruch HaKadosh at that point in time. The symbol that he had, etc. So the matter says over here, Rahi Yaakov, is that these final 17 years at peace, fee of travail, and renown of Yosef, were his redemption years. He, so Zalaz Lashon is he, that Yaakov, you know, lived me'en alam haba. These 17 years were a glimpse of what it's like alam haba. For Yaakov Avinu, he had all of his children, all of his family. He had a lifetime of tsaris. The tsaris were over, so he 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 lived already in in the world of Geula, the physical world here, still in the world, the world where there was everything. All of the problems had been solved. Um. So Yaakov Avinu. Was already living in the state of Geula, he wanted to share with his children that Nakuda of Geula. That's what he's going to suggest. So, okay, that's, I think that's, that part is still what to debate. But it's a fascinating idea to say that these were the, Yaakovino had the experience Geula to be a Maisa with Simon Laban, and we should also have the moment of Geula. Then he continues, he says, what's a fascinating thing over here is, this is the beginning of Chrysos Golos. Yaakovino is in the state of Gula, and the, the Shvatim are starting the process of Golos. They're starting to be established in another country, which is going to be this, the place of Golos Mitzrayim for them for the next X amount of years. So it comes up, rooted in the state of Golos is the state of Gula. That's the that's the point that he wants to make on that. Um, I want to weave it into two other points which I saw, and I think I, I see I see them on the connection. I see the other points. Next page is Hirsch. Um, so we know that Parshat Yechi. There's no there's no separation between Parshat Yechi, Parshat Yigash, other than the regular separation that you have between Sukkim, the, the one-letter gap. So the question is, why is that? Um, so because so I'll say that, that at that point in time, that uh, Kleiso's eyes and ears, uh, excuse me, eyes and hearts were nistam because of the Golos. They were closed. It's a feeling of closure, of being closed in. So don't you have this free open space, the feeling of being closed in, and that was that was symbolized by that this is what's happening over here. The first season at a different point. Um, one considers that the seven years which are introduced hereby are really the one only ones in which Jacob lived a quiet, undisturbed life. So that in comparison with the previous years of his life, they could be considered as the final, real flowering of his life. We should have expected all the more to find the relation to them to be brought into prominence 
by starting starting a fresh chapter. Chapter doesn't mean you know the chapters which we have in Chumash are not from Chazal; they're from the they're from the non-Jewish Bible. That's why the minute by 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 a lot of people was their first was Kapitloch. Kapitol, the German, the the, the the Latin word for a chapter is Kapitas. So Kapitol was a, there was to indicate it's the it's a, it's, it's the Latin divisions. Now it's not Chazal do not make divisions in the Chumash of, of these these. Um, when he refers to Parshias something in the Parsha, he refers to by the name of the Parsha and the Aliyah. He does refer to by the, the chapter number. So I think he wants to avoid using that. But <coughs> we expected this to be a new parsha. Like, you know, this is the, the golden years, right? This is the retirement. This is the golden years. All the problems are done. He's just enjoying himself. He looked forward to this his whole life. Now he can really live. That's not, that's not how the Torah presents it. The Torah presents it as just a continuation of what was before. It's no, and it gets... One Pusik. He had a good life. As the matter says, he, that these the Olam Haba, the Hiyakov. Okay, that's it. Next. It goes on to give him the brochures. It, it, it doesn't elaborate. That's like, you know, yeah, person said they lived their whole life for their retirement, that they have a chance to really live it up and enjoy themselves. And then we say, okay, the person passes away, so okay, so let's talk about his life. He built this organization, and he made that business, he did this and this other thing. And he had to retire for a few years, he had a good time. That's all you get. That was what he's supposed to say about it anyway, what he, what he accomplished then. Right? The person who used the retirement years to continue building and doing, right? so then we always talk about that. Even his retirement, he, he finished Shaz five times in his retirement, you know. We say, even though he's in retirement, he did this. But we don't say, well, and he retired and just retired and had a good time. That's all you can what, what say about it. But the fact that this is not the case teaches that through these 17 years, though these seven should be, that should be though, these 17 years certainly are to be reckoned with the rest of his life. Naturally, they form a less important part of it. It is rather the troubled year of his life in which the test has to be gone through in the midst of the bitterness fate of a Jacob to be worthy of acquiring the name of Israel that were those in which Jacob won his everlasting, everlasting national importance seven years of his life from just the happy reward and conclusion. So that's it. That's, he, he, Jake, Yaakov as a, as a personal person relaxed. That's not building Claudius, so that's not doing it. That's not, that's Building Christ, so whatever Yaakov went through, all of the challenges, everything said that, that made Yaakov who he is, which he was then bequeathed that to Klayasu. That's Torah. Yaakov was a personal person. You should know the person was nice to him and gave him 17 good years. But during the 17 years, he wasn't building Klayasu. That wasn't what built Klayasu. He was, as a personal, as an individual, enjoying his reward. With regards to what did he contribute to the world, the individual re- 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 enjo- who is enjoying his reward does not contribute. 
the individual which is being challenged and he's fighting and he's, and he's accomplishing and he's going through, Yaakovino as the, the progenitor of Klai has to go through all these difficulties to, as it were, establish the path for Klai That's important. That's Torah. That's history. That he makes it into the history books. So the public doesn't say, well, this is a whole new section which deserves its, whole, its own conversation. It's just a statement that Yaakov had a, had a the Russian was made to Yaakov at this point in time, took everything away. He was able to taste the flavor of Elam Haba, and that's it. It doesn't get any more, any more prominence than that. Ch- Jacob, I see something on the tip of your tongue here. So, are you, so you would compare Jacob. this to Moshe Rabbeinu, <laughs> who never stopped working. I mean, he was always the leader until, until, until the end. I'm not sure what your question means. We're saying that that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was talking about till the end. So, I mean, is that an example of what you're saying? You're saying Yaakov stopped. At 17 years... I'm not saying Yaakov did something wrong. Kind of, no, I'm not saying it's wrong. Right? Right? He had a, his approach was, I'm going to enjoy my last 17 years. In contrast, Moshe Rabbeinu never seemed to say that, right? right. He, he kept working. He wanted to keep going. Right. right. So, it's not the direction I wanted to go, <laughs> but just the interesting point... Like, my Rebbeim didn't retire. I mean, there are scenarios where at some point the person feels he's not in touch with the, with the, with the crowd anymore. He can't do, do the job he's supposed to do, so he retires. But Rebbeim never retired from his job. He reached a point where he wasn't able to do it anymore, so he, he, he stopped. Shira Khan, I mean, was running the Shiva, saying Shurim, flying all over the world, etc. to the last year of his life. He was 90... They're not sure, somewhere in 98 and 101, because we don't know exactly when he was born, because of the, 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 the dearth of uh, clear information from Europe. And 97 years old, the man is still, he's, you hear this, well, to produce. Yaakovino, the Russian had a special chest for him, he, he, that the Russian wanted him to go wherever he went to as the progenitor of Kali. So he commanded his own personal life, he was still doing that. He was still, Producing, etc. But Bizabi Klaiso, that was Yaakov as an individual, not Klaiso. That's not Torah. It's not part of the, the, the national uh, history that we need to know, that the Torah says we need to know. But it's, it's, it's like somebody has to go, when you're going to retire, says, when I can't do what I have to do anymore, then I have to retire. Right? Until then, like, why should I retire? The only thing I have a time to retire so I can sit and learn. <laughs> but, uh, that's a different issue. Um, my father-in-law, he worked for the government, so they, they have this, they, and he had the pension plan from the government, all of a sudden, right? Um, so at some point in time, if you, if you didn't retire, it worked against you. You know, the way the pension plan, there was I don't know, all the details. I would, at some point, it was like a, almost like you would start, the, the amount of the value of the pension would go down because they're paying you in salary as opposed to pension after a certain time. So he retired from the patent office, I think it was 70. Uh, his last day in the patent office was on Friday. They made him a small little party. And one day he started his new job. He was a patent lawyer. He had a degree in law, so he knew patents, so he became a patent lawyer. And he worked for 21 years. 
And he stopped his last case. I asked him, you know, he was 91. He said, I don't feel that I can give my clients the full attention that they deserve anymore to be able to have a right to, have a right to continue working. I can't give my clients what they deserve. It wasn't like, there was no, like, that generation, they had a work ethic. They didn't have retirement ethic. They had a work ethic. You, know? like, you work until you stop working. You know, right? this idea that, you know, there's this. Now, he definitely, the, the schedule was a little bit easier for him, and so he, so he finished his first Masechta uh, at the age of 75. It was the first time he finished a Masechta of Gemara. He had a Hurusis, and, and by the time he was there, he had finished 16 Masechtas. So that was his retirement, you know. You know, it was... was I sure used to say, say to him, he says, Sam, the day you retire, the day you sit down to die. Yeah. What? My yeah, that generation. They, they, didn't, they, they didn't know the way it's supposed to be, right? That's why I'm afraid to retire. What? That's why I'm afraid to retire. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I think this, this idea that Hirsch is saying ties into um, what Ray Bernstein was saying. That the Yaakov was living in this this other state, the state of reward, as opposed to the state of of work. Um, and the Bershom did it for a reason, because like 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 what David is saying, like Moshe didn't stop. My son the one of the had to be a moment of a, a, a tooth of Geula in Yaakovina's life. So, otherwise, yeah, yeah, Yaakov would continue his role as being the patriarch, and there had to be a tukufa where that wasn't his job anymore. He's now it's a time of reward. In this world, there's there's elam hava, which is not in this world. There's elam has in the elam hazeh. There's going to be a Muslim Mashiach, where the world shifts from the time of work to the time of reward. So we needed Yaakov to represent that, but. Other than that being a, a the, the that's his, so that's his last contribution to the history of Kali Yisrael, is that you can reach in this world a stage of reward. Don't think that reward is solely in the, in the, in the after a person passes away. It's possible to reach the state of reward in this world. That's what you Muslim Mashiach is. It's a tukufa which is primarily a tukufa of reward more than a tukufa of, of endeavor. So that's his last contribution. But the, but the, it's a idea which we need to know. It's but we don't. We, what's important for now is is the work. We know in the back of our head that that it's, that time is going to come. It's, it's going to be possible to reach it. It's important to reach it, etc. But on a practical level, the Bishop takes away the the the, the from Yaakov. The Gilui. Yaakov says, you know, I lived through that, I lived through this, I want you to live through that and live through this. Gulas Mitzrayim, the fascinating thing, they knew how long it's going to be. Gulas Baba, they knew how long it's going to be. 70 years, two, you know, 400 years, which ended up being 210, right? They were given a time frame. Is that better or worse? Well, 
it's better because you know there's an end. But imagine you live from the year is 80 to the year is 150 of that 400 year time period. So when's the goal going to be? Not in my lifetime. The person is born right before Golos Bavel. He dies. He knows he's going to be dying in Golos. There's no Gula. The Gula is going to be 70 years. You're not going to make it to the Gula. What the, the Psukim are saying is focus on doing what you got to do. And the Gula, that, that, that generates the Gula. Yes, there is a time, and we don't know what it is. So it'd be wonderful to know when it is if we happen to be living in the generation where that's very close. So you tell me, you know, she, you get in the Vua, find out, you know, you know he comes and says, you should have three months from now. Right? It's very exciting. But imagine he comes and he says, you know, it's going to be 200 years. That's very painful. So if he comes and says now, three months from now, what he's was really telling us that the people who lived in the time of the Goin, they didn't have a chance because it wasn't until you know, 20 years, 200 years hence. So that's not the focus. That's not what Torah is about. Torah is not about, Rebel Wine has this, Eilam Haba is not discussed in the Torah. Torah is about how to, it's a hurrah of how to live. The word Torah means hurrah. It's giving directives. It's not theology, right? It's anthropology. It's how human beings are supposed to live. It's not about God. It's not about the the book is not about what's going to happen in the world of God. The book is about how man is supposed to live. It's a fascinating thing. We know we know so much about the idea that there's Adam Haba. It's part of the the Animamans. It's if the Gemara says a person is a Dinah Kaifer, doesn't, doesn't believe in Mashiach, doesn't believe in Olam Haba, Schar and Einish, etc., etc., etc. It's not very explicit in the term. And you have a whole a significant segment of Kla Yisrael the, that if you ask them, the Jews believe in the world to come, and they say no. That's a Christian thing. Like, I've heard it, you know, various different... It's like... What? I know, I've had a Christian years ago tell me he thought Jews did not believe in the world to come. I corrected him. I said, no, we do. Right. He was a Christian. Though. Right, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of secular Jews who believe that. Because yeah. don't say anything in the Bible about the world to come. Apparently in their... I've never read this, the, 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 the New Testament. Dabbled here and there, different things. But, you know, apparently it talks about it a lot. It doesn't talk about it in the Torah. Nobody talks about it, you know, but, but even that, everything is, nothing is clear. The world to come, it sounds like it means that there's going to be a messianic era, but there's a deal of a world to come after you die. Not clear in the Torah anywhere. Why? Leaving the mistake aside. Because the message of the Torah, that's not, it's not about that. It's about teaching us how to live. So, Yaakovino switches to, okay, listen, Rabbi Sai, you have this area of endeavor, either because this is your strength, and therefore you need to build upon that, or it's because it's your area of endeavor, because it's your weakness that you need to correct. 
And that's who's going to bring Mashiach. Great. But I'm not telling you the end of the story because that, that's not the point. So Yaakovino's end of the story gets short shrift in the Torah for a reason. We could have talked, could have, like the rehearsal says, they could have been talking, written a whole parak about with all these flower language, how wonderful it was and how good he felt and how much he enjoyed. I mean, you could, you could write a whole book about it. But it's not, it's not there because that's not the point. So I think this point that Rehersh is saying of that, that this becomes such a small part of the story is because it would detract from the story of, of the message that we're, that we're supposed to be getting. And that also means that we don't know what it is we know that we have a job to do. We know in the back of our mind, but we, we do know in the back of our mind there is a gula. And we could hope that this effort that we're doing right now is what's going to bring it. So it, it, lends, it, it lends hope to us that we know that it's there. So Yaakovino is there in the Torah to tell us that it existed. Yaakovino had, as it were, lived through in this world Seemingly in the physical world, it's possible to have a world which is like Elam Haba, which is the Messianic era. But it's there just to give us the hope or understanding that if we do what we're supposed to be doing, we can get there. Now what's going to be, how, how, how does it work that the Russian says that people who didn't live to there, what was to happen? So there's a concept called Chiesa Mason. The people who, who passed away before that point in time will, some, will be able to take, partake of that era as well at some point in time. That's the process of Mason, etc. So Russia, nobody's chipped out of their deal, right? right? But the, it's an important Likud, I think, that, that the way he presents it. Um, the, the last point I wanted to show you over here, this is from Reveli Monk. Reveli Monk has a safer called the Call of the Torah. It's a reprint. This is what was put up by Feldheim. Article bought the rights to it and reprinted it with a fancier cover and bigger, you know. Um, it was written originally in the French. He was a Robin Paris. Translated from the French. So I don't know whether, whether the, um, they, the person who translated it, I'm sure the same person translated for Feldheim as, as for, for Article. I never compared the two. I have the Feldheim one, so I didn't. <laughs> um, he says interesting idea that they, they shut their eyes and their hearts the reason why it's that there's no gap because their eyes and their hearts were shut so normally we understand to mean that there was a, there was a diminishing of their emotions because of the sorrows they were going through right they don't know what the, what the ghoul is going to be. Yaakovino is, 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 about to, is, is dying soon. Right? They realize that they're, they're going, it's, it's, so it's closed. He suggests a different idea um, on page 1000. It might seem, indeed seem astonishing that the best years of the Patriarch's Lord were those he spent in the land of exile after he left the Promised Land. Um, we can understand more clearly Rashi's opening remark on the Sidra, despite the carefree and happy existence in Egypt. So let's say for argument's sake that while Yaakovina was alive, all of Klaishel enjoyed this blessing. 
despite the blessing of multiplying greatly, the eyes and the hearts of the Jews were closed. That is to say, they retired within themselves because of the spiritual bondage which they were had, which had threatened them right from their arrival in Egypt. They focused inward. They realized that they're not going to the the opportunity for Aliyah and Ga, and Ruchnius, like they had in Israel is gone. So they specifically focused inwards and not outwards towards the society. It's a whole different shot. They worked on not being enticed with the society around them, which <laughs> in our show that wouldn't have been a, a temptation, arguably, because the Kedusha of Israel. Here they had to, they realized the, the goal is they had to be, shut their eyes and their hearts, which made their desire for these things. They had to focus inwards on the Ruchnias. He says, the other partial you find in certain sense is not exactly the same. Yetzay is uninterrupted. There's no pace in the sound of Yetzay. The whole partial is just one long partial. It's closed in that sense. Yaakov is in the house of Lovan. And what does he do? He closes himself, closes himself off from the temptations of Lovan. He makes himself a base Yaakov while you're in base Lovan. And that's what Christ is doing over here. So, um, this is going to be the lesson, he says, of how Christ will, will, will exist amongst the nations, is that as much as they, they're, they're living in a happy and carefree time, they're able to shut themselves off and say, that's not what's, interest, that's not what's important to me. That's not my, my important, what's, what's important to me is what's inside of me. The Ruchni is inside of me. So, Yaakov Avinu comes, and he, it's, a, it's a beautiful time. And he doesn't do that. He becomes the Ruchnius Yaakov Avinu. Right? He, 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 they're so similar, they shut their eyes. They turn off their desires for what's around them, and they focus inwards. That's his, his suggestion. Is, um... um That um, it gives a simple example. It contains no indentation or break in the text. Thus, appears as it's a closed sidra. This is the first immigration from the promised land by the patriarch, with a few to founding his family. Should enter the world, grow up in a foreign land. When it comes to raising and educating them, Yaakov closes his eyes and his heart to the pagan surroundings. His eyes and his heart, are, thoughts are told, turned solely to the land of his ancestors. It's a beautiful thought. Lots to talk to us in our in the society around us. Okay, let's hold it here.